Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Abbreviated 90-minute version after the Premier Jason Kenney, Dr. Tina Henshaw, uh, announced some changes. Uh, Kenny, pretty specific. Uh, and it's obviously drawn the ire of uh, some of the, uh, I guess we're, we're now calling them the pro-pandemic people uh, out there. Uh, we are going to get to a couple texts on this coming up a little bit later on. Glenn, the bartender, has uh, put one in that's, uh, wow, uh, you might want to hear from. Uh, we are... Uh, with you with Oilers Now, which is, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Yesterday, the NHL, the NHLPA laid out the plans. They are tough for unvaccinated players in the new CBA. Today, uh, the NHL and the NHLPA ratified an agreement in place to send the world's best players to the Olympics. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement better after we give you... Our trivia answer, our trivia again, brought to you every Friday by our friends at Pro-Am Sports, your fan cave and fan gear source for all things Oilers. Brendan, the question I had was not a hockey question. It's with the start of the, the NCAA season uh, for football tomorrow. It really gets going tomorrow. The, the question was, name the former Winnipeg Blue Bombers quarterback who led Tennessee to a national championship back in 1998. The answer was... T. Martin, not Peyton Manning, T. Martin on that same Volunteers team. And uh, Graham P. knew the answer to that one. Good job. All right. Let's get uh, to Edmonton Oilers associate coach. Uh, one-time first-round draft choice of the Edmonton Oilers, and he's been with the staff for the last couple of years. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Jim, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Long time uh, no talk. Uh, too long of an off season for you. Obviously, you guys would have liked to have had a, uh, a a little bit longer playoff run. Yeah, I think when you look back and get time to reflect on it, we obviously uh, came up short, and I, and I think that's something that uh, that nods at you all summer, and and uh, certainly motivates you to get prepared to, uh, to to push each and every day to make sure we're better prepared to. Um, play longer at the end of the season. How do you equate uh, 12th and 11th in the regular season the last two years, second in your division each of the last two years, uh, but, you know, losing in four to Chicago and then getting swept, albeit with three overtime losses against the Jets. Do you look at the body of work in the regular season, or do you have to, you know, how do you sort of balance that? Yeah, I think you look at the whole 
entire package and recognize where are we growing as a group and where are we uh, where are we improving as a group and where are we um, short? What do we have to do to develop more consistency? And and, uh, and I think that each and every year provides its own storybook. And so we're trying to, uh, you know, I think we've done a great job. Well, Kenny and his staff have done a great job this summer uh, identifying some areas of our group where we think we need to improve. And then it's our responsibility as a coaching staff to, to uh to maximize results with our group, so I think again you reflect upon it, but you can't you can't dwell on it. You can obviously learn, but you gotta be prepared to move forward and, and, and create some good, fresh energy and some excitement in the group and and uh, and start all over again. Darnell Nurse took a quantum step forward last year. Tyson Berry led all NHL defensemen in scoring. Uh, Adam Larson elected not to re-sign in Edmonton despite being offered four- and five-year deals. Cody Ceci signed increased minutes for Evan Bouchard with Evan uh, Ethan Baird traded. You got a different, and obviously now the arrival of Duncan Keith. From your perspective, is this a different type of defense than you had last season? Yeah, I think it's an experienced defense. I think bringing uh, Duncan Keith in with Stanley Cups and Norris trophies and just his overall um, mindset and attitude is, is, is going to be a really important step for our group. And I think that, you know, when you go through it, where just as everyday um, actions, the way he carries himself, the way he handles situations that take place in November and December and January that allow you to be a better player in the back half of the season and, and, and move into the playoffs is, is a huge, huge addition to our group. I think obviously Darnell um, has continued to grow. I think he's got a, a, a real clear mindset of, of his his focus is to improve each and every day in the summertime and the wintertime, and that's that's encouraging. And you look at Gally Bush, I think we've talked a little bit last year, um, you know, it's hard to probably see uh, where he grew as a player last year, obviously, because he didn't play as many games as, as he would have liked. But he did a really good job of conducting himself in a in a professional manner and being ready to play. And and obviously, he's he's going to be a big part of it this year. I think he's going to, uh, in talking to him this summer, he's trained with Darnell Nurse and, and Connor, so he's got a real focused preparation mindset already built in to, to carry him into the season. And, and you know, we've talked about him being. Uh, doing some penalty kill work for us, I think. Without without Adam Larson back there, we're gonna have to find a, another and Ethan Bear, an, another right shot penalty killer. And I think it's gonna be a real good place for for Bush to uh, to to you know get a foundation into his game. Obviously, he's he's an offensive minded player. He's gonna be a great offensive player, but it's also important he becomes a real solid defender, and, and he's committed to doing that. So. You know, carrying on you know, with CC, I think he's a year younger than Lars. He's a big right shot player that um, could be a great penalty killer for us, and he's going to provide some energy. And and uh, and talking to him, he's excited about being back in Canada and and playing with our, with, with our group. So, you know, and, and again, like you look at Tyson, here's here's a player that uh, led or, led the league in scoring, and I think he's a guy that that, that recognizes. He's passed a one-year deal. He's made a commitment to us for three years. He can still grow his game. He wants to grow his game. And, and you know, it's a different-looking back end, but I still think it's going to be a well-rounded group. And, and as we work together to, to develop consistency, I think we're going to be in good shape back there.
All right, Jim Playfer, Oilers associate coach, coaches the defense and the PK. Jim, you've now been a coach. Uh, this is year 28 coming up for you. So you've been at this a while. Uh, you know, a first-round pick out of the Portland Winterhawks of the Oilers back in 82. You had a pro career that roughly lasted about 10 years. At what point did you start to think about coaching? Probably in years seven, eight, nine, I think, when I realized that I wasn't going to become a, an everyday player in the National Hockey League. And then I uh, had an opportunity with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks late in my last year uh, when Mike Keenan was the general manager, actually, and he asked me to step in and help for half a year. I did that, and then I got into uh, into these closely the following year. So, um, yeah, it's in the last, later, you know, third of my career, I realized uh, if you're not going to be playing, the next closest thing to the action, to the energy, the excitement, the highs and lows uh, would be coaching. And so that's where I, uh, I put my focus on. When you started off in the East Coast League with Dayton, did you have to do everything? I did. Yeah, I did. That was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the, probably the best way to start. You're responsible for the recruiting part of it and the, and the travel and the, the budget, the whole deal. And I think what it did was it gave me a lot more respect moving forward the different roles that people have in hockey teams to, to make it function, make it work as one. So it was a, a great learning experience for sure. You went from the coast to the IHL, which was a, uh, you got a chance to work a bit with Claude Noel, who uh, many of our Winnipeg Jets fans would remember as a head coach there. Was that a, a significant step up uh, in terms of the opportunity for you to work in the I? Yeah, it was because I was associated with the Dallas Stars and I got to know and work with Bob Ganey, which is, which is anybody will tell you is, is, uh, is a brilliant hockey mind, a brilliant person. And, and, and to have that education uh, to start my career off was excellent. Ken Hitchcock was the coach in, in uh, Kalamazoo that had gone on to, to the Dallas Stars. And so I had a chance to work with him closely. And I think those two people really give me a, a fundamental base on, on, on what was right and wrong and how a hockey team should function. So I think that was a, a really important part of my of my development. We're joined by Oilers associate coach Jim Playfer and Oilers now Bob Stauffer with you. Jim, uh, that Dallas connection, Craig Button, was that part of the process that led you to the St. John Flames? Yeah, for sure it was. Craig was uh, down in uh, Kalamazoo, Austin, dealing with uh, with the young players and, and connecting with the coaching staff and making sure that that line of communication was always kept open and, and uh when he became the, the general manager in Calgary, he brought, brought us into uh, the St. John, and we were there for three years before we came up to, to, to Calgary. So, yeah, Craig was obviously a really, really important part of, of, uh, of the development of my career, and I think it was a situation where we were able to do some winning down there, and it was good for both of us, and it was obviously good for the players. So, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a fun time for sure. Stu McDonald, who's uh, heavily involved with the Oilers organization on the business side as well, was part of that group with you down in St. John back in the early 2000s. We're joined by Jim Playfair. Jim, you, you come up to the Flames as an assistant, uh, you know, in the sort of in the, in the Daryl Sutter uh, realm, and then you get your own opportunity uh, to be an NHL head coach in 0607 with the Calgary Flames. What do you remember the most about that experience? Yeah, I felt it was too short. <laughs> One year and fired. You know, you you always want to have the opportunity to prove yourself and and extend your 
your opportunities when they're when they're presented to you. So I think that would be the situation that took place there, and and it was a, a, a transition. And it's funny, it's a difficult position sometimes when the assistant coach becomes the head coach, and there's a there's a there's a trans you know transformation for everybody that's involved with that. And so um, in hindsight, it, it didn't work the way I wanted it to work, but it's part of the learning and growing and and moving forward. And uh, you know we had some success in Calgary uh, in the old four season, and I think when I reflect back on that time with the flames that that fun we had the juice we brought to the city was was probably the one of the highlights of that of that 10-year uh time i spent with the flames now what's interesting is you were head coach in 06 07 but you went back to be you know i, I guess technically you're the, you were mike keenan's associate weren't you for a couple of years after that yeah it was it was a it was a uh, it was a situation where i just signed a three-year contract and uh you know there was some rumblings that you know uh, it was a con- convoluted situation but it was the best situation for my family the kids were young they enjoyed their time in calgary they, there was an influential time in their life uh, in school and in, in sports and we just made the decision that, that, that i would stay on for the next two years and, and, and complete that uh uh, the coaching assignment with with uh, Mike Keenan for the next two years, and and, uh, and then we moved on from there. So it was what it was, and and I think there's times in your life where you have to make decisions that are based on a broader scope of situations, and, and that certainly was one of the times. Jim Playfair joining us, Oilers associate coach for the last decade. Jim, you've been connected to Dave Tippett, the the Oilers head coach. Obviously, your time in Phoenix, and they became Arizona. Um, obviously Dave's a, uh, been a coaching influence uh, can you maybe speak to that and maybe a couple other guys who helped you in this journey yeah I think obviously you know I, I didn't know uh, Chip at all until uh, I worked I played junior little with Brad Tree Living and then he uh, reached out to me and asked me to, uh, to, to talk to Chip about coming into Phoenix and uh, so obviously Brad was a huge part of uh, you know of, of shaping up my ability to, to to work in the National Hockey League, and then so Tip and I got together and and uh, spent a couple of days together in the middle of the summertime, and decided that this was going to be an opportunity for us. And and uh, you know Tip's disposition, his attention to detail, is the way he treats people, the way he treats players, is is second to none in my opinion. And I think what happens is you you start to recognize where you can support and 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 help. Um, in, in, the, in the coaching staff, and I think that's what's uh, allowed Dave and I to work together for a long time. We're very good friends off the ice as well as you know working together. So it's become a, a good relationship, and, and we recognize that our responsibility now is, is to find a way to win, find a way to get our team deeper into the playoffs, win more playoff games, win more playoff rounds, and, and I think our our time is now to start. Recognizing how do we how do we take it to the next level, and that's that's the growth that comes with long-term friendship, and that's that's kind of what's going on there now. So, um, yeah, he's certainly certainly a top tiered coach, recognized in the league, and and uh, it's, it's it's been a good relationship. Tell me this, uh, you know, you broke into the NHL at a very different time. Obviously, you know, there's more coaches on a staff today. I think the approach is different. Uh, you know, there's the art of coaching versus the science. The science is, you know, the, the sort of the technical manner in which a team plays. You know, do you believe in middle zone breakout? Do you, are you a one-two-two four-checking team or a two-one-two four-checking team? What sort of special things do you do on the on the power play? Do you run a straight one-three? All that kind of stuff. And but is the is the art 
the ability to, you know, kind of communicate with the players. Is that the part of the game that's grown the most? With all due respect to the great technical nuances that we've seen in hockey over the last 20 to 25 years? Yeah, I think the the communication with players has always been there. I think being former players who recognize that we were brought up in a different area, and and to your point, there was one or two coaches, sometimes three coaches on the staff, and I think there was an era where less communication was maybe more motivation at points in time, and... and, uh, whether it was right or wrong, it's it's the way it's the way we went through it, and and uh, we turned out fine. So the next the next generation of communication is certainly here, and I think I don't know if it's the bigger staff that creates more communication. I think it's recognition of what the players are going through and what's what's important for them to be at their best. And I and, you know there's, there's a lot of pressure to to be a player in the National Hockey League or any pro league for that matter, uh, and so I think you recognize. What makes what motivates players? What players need, and you work hard to demand excellence, demand their best, and making sure they know that you care about them as human beings, and you care about the outcome of of their careers and the team's careers. And I think that once the puck drops for game time, everybody's mature. Well, man, it's, a, it's it's about getting the job done, and that's when sometimes the heavy push has to come. They expect it. They want it. They want to be challenged. They're top-end players, the top-end performers, and and I think that's where game time it becomes more of a an expectation and a demand and a push and a challenge. But I think outside of that actual, you know, hour of game time, there's a lot of communication that's required to get them mentally prepared to excel, and that's that's a that's a human skill and I think it's a communication skill that, that everybody has to continue to work on and, and I certainly think we do as well. Where did uh, I know you've got a, a son that's an actor. I think you got a son that's involved in uh, uh, video games if I'm not mistaken um, and now you got one that's going to go coach. What advice did you give him? <laughs> well the one that was doing a video game in Jackson with, with uh, EA Sports He's the one that became the coach, and the other one is a uh, he's a, uh, a fashion designer on a movie on a TV show in Vancouver. So they're all doing different things. Uh, Jackson, as far as coaching, um, just trust yourself and, and work hard and, and make sure that again that you're, you're communicating your your message across. Obviously, he's a young coach is starting out at UBC with Sven Butenshawn, and and uh, I think the biggest thing to recognize is that you're going to learn a lot more than you think you would ever have to learn to become a coach because I think the transition for players to become coaches are, uh, as a player, you're focused on taking care of yourself and you're concerned with making sure you're ready to, to do your job. And as a coach, you have to make sure that 20 guys are ready to do their job. So just enjoy it. You've got a young family. He's excited, and it's uh, it's certainly a pleasure um, to watch his career start and take off and then see where he goes with it. So, yeah, it's an exciting time. Well, they beat Alberta two years ago in the playoffs, UBC. It was a big upset. But that's what happens when the goalie stops 91 and 94 shots in the two victories. So, uh, that occasionally happens. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I know the listeners are going to get a chuckle out of this. Can you uh, either confirm or deny that the, uh, the deep pairings to start the season will be as follows? Let's go with uh, Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry, uh, Duncan Keith and Cody Cece, and uh, what do we got shaking here? Slater Cuckoo slash Chris Russell with Evan Bouchard. Sound good? 
Yeah, and I think Leggett's probably mixing that group. Yeah, but I, I think you're, I think you're real close, and I think, I think we're looking at Bush now in the same vein that we looked at uh, just a Puyarvi last year. Maybe he starts a little lower in the lineup. But certainly as the season wears on, as his game grows, we'd like to see him move himself up the ladder and, and, uh, and, and challenge and push in the, in the, you know, the two and three holes. So uh, the two and the one hole. So it's, uh, it's your, 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 uh, your, your summer math is, in, uh, is pretty good. One of these days I'll get to see you again, Jim. Thank you for your time. All right, stop. My pleasure. Looking forward to see you this week. All right, you bet. That is Jim Playfair. He is the associate coach of the Edmonton Oilers, part of our coaching series this week. Uh, Jim is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I will tell you, the guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roost Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roost Chris Steakhouse, Open to Wednesday through Sunday, 5 to 10 p.m. No update on the injury report, but it's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They are the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I will tell you that I know for a fact that former CFL All-Star Trent Brown uh, and the gang of James H. Brown will be watching the Elks and the Stamps on uh, on Monday and listening uh, to, to Morley and Dave and Blake Dermott and Eddie Steele and the gang bring you the call of that one. We'll step out for 30 seconds. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chad. All right, I promise you we'd get to a text on the Ashley Fine Floor text line at 128 at Edmonton. This one comes to us from Glenn, the bartender. He says, hey, Bob, Brendan, Mark, a message of thanks for the anti-vaccination, sorry, the pro-pandemic crowd. Thank you for limiting our personal freedom interfering with our ability to earn a living prolonging the time we must spend behind the mask enough is enough bring on the passports want groceries you'll need a passport for that too so frustrated cheers stay safe that one comes to us from glenn the uh, bartender again you can text us at 780-496-0063 and uh well, we'll get to a couple more of those a little bit later on. Uh, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridgeford and Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. They're taking care of all of the AHS requirements at Brent Ridge Ford, uh, they are uh, staying safe. If you have a currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, vehicle you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in, or for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Or give them a call, 1-877-477-3673, or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Jack Michaels, when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.